the business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a bug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Says, oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, then this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? It's over, Johnny. It's over! Everybody, it is Saturday night. That's right, it's Saturday, the new night for Hollywood Hangout. Uh, once again, I am too goddamn tired on Friday, so I have moved it to Saturday nights. What is going on? I am David Richardson on this show. Boxman dies on this show, Eric. I've got Eric. <laughs> I've got Eric from Unscripted What's Wrestling. That? What's going on, man? How you doing? Not much. All right. Just nice. chilling. Chilling. Saturday night. Doing good, little I'm Saturday watching night. AEW. Ah, watching. Oh, that's right. AEW is on right now. Um, gonna do things. It's actually pretty good. Is so it? Far. I figured it would be, especially with the you know the buy-in last night and all that stuff, and they were making this out to be a big show. I figured it would be. Um, this week and next week might be a little hard for listeners, but whatever, we'll work it out. This week, though, a little different going to do kind of a live reaction to the old uh, Dave Chappelle, The Closer. I haven't seen it yet. Eric hasn't seen it yet. And um, I know there's some controversy behind it. We'll get to it, obviously. I'm not even sure where in the show it is. But uh, it's only an hour and 12 minutes. 
And honestly, I did this with a couple of comedy shows already with the Eddie Murphy shows, Raw and Delirious. They were 90 minutes long and we played it and talked about it. But we had seen those. So this is going to be like a live reaction to for both of us. Right, Eric? Yep. Yeah. So this is going to be... I didn't um, even know there was a new one until you uh, brought it up on Wednesday. I didn't even realize how many he already had done. But um, wow. like, like I said, I know there's some controversy behind this. We'll get into the controversy a little bit later. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Probably we'll get plugs out of the way. We'll get uh, the show out of the way. And then we'll talk a little bit about the controversy going on and um, probably do it that way. I don't think talking about the controversy first is the best way to go here. Think it. No. I think the laughing and getting the good Black show. reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the laughing and the good show out of the way. In the meantime, what we can do is go ahead and play the music and get the plugs out of the way that means eric you can go ahead and start and tell them where to find you and then i will take it over from there my man everything unscripted 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 podcast everything unscripted podcast can be found on uh dot dot radio everything unscripted podcast right where um we do shows on friday night at 6 30 p.m eastern time we did one last night on AEW versus WCW 96-98. It was a good show. Nice. Last week, it's our, our, probably one of our biggest shows. Um, top 20 wrestlers of all time. Bossman will be on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have four special guests as of right now. Um, one of them is Rod Price, if if his phone is, cell phone service is working. <laughs> um, Bob Cook. Joel Eaton, I think I said it right, and Mike Gordon. Um, that will be next week. That's on BlackoutRadio.com. That's Unscripted Podcast. I'm seeing Unscripted Podcast. Um, and then every Saturday night, we just did a show earlier tonight at 6 o'clock. Me, Daniel, and Doug on the Unscripted Unlimited pod, uh, show. And every Sunday, Mindy and Daniel do the um, Scary Cat. Ah. And every Tuesday or Wednesday is the end of a hard hit. All right. There you go. Y'all do a lot of shows. Um, geez. All right. That means you guys should also be checking out the high marks. That's right. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G Wiz. It's Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There's two T's in Mitt. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Check them out. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the Inhumans. They are on the Inhuman Experience. You guys want to check them out, all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, it's Stephen Milan. He's sharing the show. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. There's two L's in Milan. Go over there. Show him some love. He's reviewing movies. And, of course, don't forget, check out me, Smark. Eric's been joining us lately on the Dirt Sheet Dudes right here. Mixer.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. Next week, this show will be on its own Mixler. Mixer.com slash Hollywood Hangout. Um, I went ahead and did that, but didn't want to do it this week. I will go ahead and make sure next week you guys know I will be on my own Mixler at that point. And uh, that means I have two Mixlers. Yippee fucking skippy. Anyway, all right, that is it. That is it right there. So I don't think we should waste any more time. 
I've got the, you know, the special here. I've got it loaded up to right where he comes on stage. And I guess what we can do is we'll play a little. We'll stop every now and then after a joke. So we don't, you know, we're, we're not going to stop mid joke or anything. And uh, we'll yeah. talk about it. It's an hour and 10 minutes from where I've got it. It shouldn't be well, that bad. What's up? How far are you in? Um, I am 134 in, but don't worry. You're going to be able to hear it all right through here. Don't even worry uh, about it. It's all going to come right through the old Skype, the old Mixler. Everything is copacetic. If you heard the music, you're going to hear this. So, uh, all right, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and we'll start out right now. This is the beginning of Dave Chappelle's The Closer, the controversial Closer, my God, we're we're actually getting into controversy about comedy. Welcome to 2021. I, I just want to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, just, just I mean, did, did everyone just forget about like Sam Kinison and Andrew Dice Clay and Richard Pryor? I mean, this is what comedy has been about for a very, very long time. Uh, controversy. For what, 50 years? Oh, my God, longer than that, man. I mean, since the beginning of comedy, people have been offending. Someone's going to be offended. Otherwise, it's not a joke. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, it's not. But we'll get into that after we go ahead. Let's go ahead and start this video right goddamn now. I'm not sure how the volume is, but I'll work that out as we go. Anyway, he's on stage already. Here we go. Seat, be comfortable, relax. I, 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 I gotta tell you, let's go, let's go. All right, he's he's doing nothing. He's posing. He put his foot on the speaker, and the crowd is going crazy. <laughs> Eric, he put his foot on the speaker, and. The, and the crowd is they're losing. They're losing their fucking mind. All right, let's go ahead. I'm at uh, two, two minutes exactly. Here we go. Thank you. I need you guys to know something, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. And don't get freaked out. This is gonna be my last special for a minute. All right. All right. It's all good. Oh, wow. It's all good. Listen. Well, he's fulfilled his contract with this last special. Okay. I think he had a seven special contract. I'm not sure, but he's done that many. If you dig into Dave Chappelle's name on Netflix, there's a bunch more that have already been out. So this should be the last one to fulfill his contract. Oh. I'm not saying they're not going to pick him up again. He, They could. If he wants to do it, we all know Dave Chappelle's not exactly one for being in the public eye for too long. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with his whole thing with his own show, which, you know, I, I did a whole Chappelle show thing and we know what happened after the show. But um, anyway, let's go ahead and keep going here. Listen to me. I, I did it in Detroit for that reason. That's right. You wanna know why? Because I talked so much shit about Detroit in the first special, I figured I might as well <laughs> do the last special here. <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. 
First of all, before I even start, I want to say that I'm rich and famous. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> the only reason I say that is because yep. the last 17 months were hell, and I cannot imagine what everybody went through, but I'm happy to see you, and I'm happy you're well, and I hope everyone you love is okay. Obviously, talking a little bit about COVID here. Got to bring up COVID in the middle of, I mean, you know, you got to, you, you at least got to acknowledge it, right? At this point in time for it's, a comedy show. It's a new thing, though. That's not even the new thing. I mean, I, you can't ignore it. You got to at least acknowledge yeah. it, which he did. And of course, the Dave Chappelle comedy way. So here we go. Exactly. I don't want you to worry about me. I'm, I'm vaccinated. I, uh, <laughs> Got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Oh. I gotta admit, that's probably the most niggerish decision I've made in a long time. I walk in the doctor like, give me the third best option. I'll have what the homeless people are having. <laughs> well, so far, so good. And I know you probably heard on the news, I did, I did get coronavirus. And it was, it was something else. Like, okay, first of all, when the doctor told me I had coronavirus, I, I gotta tell you, I was surprised how it made me feel. I felt dirty. <laughs> I felt gross. Cause I had been walking around Texas, just touching doorknobs and shit, hands all moist. Tipping niggas with cash. Here, take this to your family. <laughs> I must have killed thousands of people. Just trying to get tonight's show together. So I hope you appreciate it, because a lot of niggas died for me to get this one off. All right, he acknowledged it even more brilliant than I thought he would. Um, yeah. That's... In his own way. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's so far so good on this special. I'm loving it already. Uh, I'm yeah. glad we did it this way. I'm glad I didn't see it. Now I get to laugh by, uh, like I said, live reaction. I think this is much better. And uh, let's keep. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's keep more. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's uh, let's see what he talks about after COVID nineteen here. I hadn't felt that dirty in a long time. Last time I can remember feeling dirty like that, man, I must have been a little boy. I was being molested by a preacher. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, don't feel bad for me. I liked it. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I used to get a kick out of coming in that fellow's face. <laughs> oh, God, Dave. Oh, well, he asked God. me to do it. Oh, jeez. Okay, so trans jokes get fucking heat, but no one mentions this. This is... No. <laughs> I, mean... I was going to say, wait, isn't this part... No. We're not crazy about this one? No. This part? No. No, 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 no. No one's bitching about this part. No one's bitching about this part at all, Eric. This is this is completely fine. Which, I mean, let's be honest. Wow. All of it should be completely fine. They're jokes. Yet, it, listen, if jokes go too far, that's fine. They're jokes. It's, it's, it's comedy. Yeah. It's comedy. We're okay. But. Uh... It's a comedy show. People should know going into a comedy show 
Uh, There's going to be jokes that are not are out there. Right. It's meant to be a joke. That's what comedy has always been about. Absolutely, man. And like I said, we'll 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 delve into that after we do this whole special here. My God, we've only gotten like three minutes gone here. Let's keep going. <laughs> I just can't. this is this is great. Let's keep going. They make a quarantine. I had to quarantine for ten days at least. Is he gonna have to stay in the room? I didn't go nowhere, and and, and it started making me nuts because I would just sit in the room and and watch videos all day. Now you know what I was watching. And I hate to say this, but there was a lot of videos, sadly, of black people Uh-oh. beating up Asians for no reason. Oh, These attacks were unprovoked. I couldn't believe it. And I was sitting in the room watching this shit. It was stressing me out. I was stressed already because the whole time when you get coronavirus, at least the first five days, you wait to see how sick you're going to get. And it turns out, and this is true, I didn't get sick at all. Not a cough, not a booger, not a fever, nothing. <laughs> Look at me. I am the Magic Johnson of coronavirus. Oh, shit. No, oh, shit. I just sat in the crib and got strong all week. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But I was stressed because I kept watching these videos of my beloved black people beating up my beloved Asian people and being so cruel. And the whole time I watched those videos, this is fucked up, but I couldn't help but feel like uh, when I saw these brothers beating these Asians up, it's probably what's happening inside of my body. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, I'm going to pause there for a quick minute. Obviously, this is another shot at the media. Uh, Dave Chappelle likes taking shots at the media. Now, the media made the whole Asian thing seem like it was, let's face it, they made it seem like it was all Republican Trump supporters out there doing the, you know, violence on Asians. It turns out what Dave is saying here is the actual truth. Um, And I'm not saying it was all black people, but unfortunately the majority of it was. So he's taking a shot at the media here and also bringing out a fact while he's doing it. Yeah, he's, taking, he's kind of taking a shot at his own race. Uh, he always does. He takes shot at, shots at everyone, which is, again, what comedy is supposed to do. You're supposed to take yeah. shots at everything and everyone. It's the way comedy used to be. I mean, look, if we all want Jerry, I mean, look, if you all want Jerry Seinfeld, listen to Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. I, I, I just, again, we'll get into it a little more. Let's go ahead and see where he's going here. Uh, once again, we stopped with that's what's going on. That's probably what's kind of like going on in my body. Let's see what's going on in his body here, Eric. Let's see. Let's see. I didn't get sick. <laughs> I also saw a lot of videos of UFOs. I mean, what the fuck has been going on with that shit? <laughs> These niggas are here. These UFOs keep coming to Earth, and it made me think of an idea for a movie. It sounds dumb, but hear me out. In my movie idea, we find out that these aliens are originally from Earth, that they're from an ancient civilization that achieved interstellar travel and left the Earth thousands of years ago. Some other planet they go to, and things go terrible for them in the other planet. So they come back to Earth. 
decide that they want to claim the earth for their very own. It's a pretty good plot line, huh? I call it space juice. <laughs> space juice. All right. It's going to get worse than that. Hang in there. It's going to get way worse than that. Uh, once again, UFOs were a big part of the news for a little while there. Um, Oh yeah, I mean, literally the, the the DOJ and a lot of people were coming out like, "Yep, there, we've seen shit that we can't explain around military bases." Well, sorry, we just can't explain what the hell it is. It's not us. That's all we know. It's not hmm. us. That's all we know is it's not us. Alien. Me and Smart actually talked about it a couple times on the show, just out of you know, I'm always curious about that, and I don't know. I mean, I. I'm not going to lie. I think we'd be kind of egotistical to think we were in this world alone, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how you think, Eric, if you think there's actual other beings out there. But, I mean, you look around, you see, you know, insects. It could be because sometimes there's weird stuff that happens. When yeah. No, even know <laughs> I mean, weird stuff, paranormal stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we're in the movie Signs or anything, but uh, I think you got to be pretty egotistical to think you're in this world alone. So anyway, let's get back to this right here. Then I thought of an idea for a children's book. Oh, boy. I actually <laughs> wrote it. It's coming out soon. The book is designed to help parents teach their children about racism, which... If you're a parent, you know it's an impossible concept to teach to a child. But I'm doing it. The book is about a big, strong, beautiful black man with a benign, regular-ass white name. And he has a white speaking voice. So whenever this motherfucker calls to get a reservation at a restaurant, oh, he gets the reservation. <laughs> that name and that voice, who could resist him? Now, I should tell you, this black man is literally an actual giant. And he's a strong dude. And when he shows up to them restaurants, they see that big, giant black dude. They say, you can't come in here. And, and, and they call the police. <laughs> and, and, and in every installment of the book, the police come and, and they always shoot him. <laughs> oh, boy. But remember, no, no, remember, this guy is a giant. These said bullets it gets worse. don't kill him. They don't even hurt him. They just break his heart. Oh. It's called Clifford the Big Black Nigger. Anyone? This is my last special because I have an objective tonight. That's funny because my Clifford's my, my Clifford my kids read Clifford the Big Red Dog, um, so it's it was really funny to me because it's just yeah, anyway. Let's just keep going before yeah. <laughs> I came here tonight 
because this body of work that I've done on Netflix, I'm going to complete. All the questions you might have had about all these jokes I've said in the last few years, I hope to answer tonight. And I'd like to start by addressing the LBGTQ community directly. Here we go. And I want every member of that community to know that I come here tonight in peace. And I hope to negotiate the release of the baby. <laughs> sad, sad, sad story. The baby was the number one streaming artist until about a couple weeks ago. He took a nasty spill on stage and said some, uh, said some wild stuff about the LBGTQ community uh, during a concert in Florida. Uh, Eric, do you have any clue what he's talking I, I don't know what he's talking about. Do you? No. No. Okay, we might have to look this up real quick. The baby was, was who he's talking about? Baby? The baby, rapper, okay, controversial comments. No, let's just let's baby. let's just put the baby rapper. Rapper. And then we'll go to news. Uh okay. Uh, I guess he made some I guess there was something about a Walmart shooting. He also made something about um I don't know if I can see. Wow, they've kind of looks like it's from the yeah. baby homophobic comments controversial. Oh, there you go. Let me just send it real quick. I'll send it to you. Oh, go ahead, man. Go for it. I think this is it. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but. Well, let's see. I'm trying to get the comments he made. I know shooting during a fight, the police. Uh, it's for marijuana. This is a bunch of different things. This the baby has been in many little altercations. Um, but anyway, the last one was October seventh. All right. Let me see. When I just sent you. All right. You sent a uh, messenger. There it is. I see it right now. I see it. I see it. I'm pulling it up. Okay. The comments he made. I mean, I, I mean, we're trying to give you, you know, we want to dig into this. So let's, let's dig into the right thing here. Yeah. We want to get the facts. All right. He was at Rolling Loud and that was in July. <coughs> we actually spoke about, <coughs> sorry, me and Smart spoke about Rolling Loud. Actually, WWE did some matches at Rolling Loud Miami, if you remember, uh, Eric. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes, they did. They actually did some matching matches from there. Uh, let's see. It says one of, let's see, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases, that'll make you die in two or three weeks. Then put your cell phone lighter up, he told attendees. Ladies, if your pussy smells like water, put your cell phone lighter up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone Eesh. lighter up. Uh, what made anyone think that this was a good thing to say in 2021 or any time? I'm not quite sure, but there are the comments made by the baby right there. 
um, his team. Who calls him? Who calls himself the baby? Uh, that his actual name? I guess so. I'm not sure. I, 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 Eric, I doubt that's his birth name. <laughs> but, but I never heard of him until now. I oh. never have either. But I want. I, I you know, again. We, this is the show we dig deep into stuff. I want to give you guys facts, and that's what we're doing right there. Those comments are pretty yeah. harsh. Those comments are pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, his, I guess he actually doubled down, and to be honest, I'm not going to read his second comment. Um, there's words that I will not, and not, not that I cannot, but I will not say in there. So I'm not even going to read his second comment that he doubled down with, to be yeah. honest with you guys. So I'm going to leave it at what I said, and that's it. But uh, that's it. If you guys want to read it, you guys can look it Google up. Google his name. Eric gave you the correct uh, words to look up on Google if you guys want to read it. But I'm, I'm, there's no way in on God's green earth I'll read that second comment that he made. Um, so anyway, I'm going to just close that out. And uh, there you go. Now we know what he said. Let's go ahead and roll back into the uh, into the special, Eric. What do you say? Yep. Uh, now you know I go hard in the paint, but even I saw that shit. It was like, God damn, the baby. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he pushed the button, didn't he? <laughs> he pushed the button, punched the LBGTQ community right in the AIDS. <laughs> oh shit! Can't do that. Can't do that. But I do believe, and I'll I'll make this point later, that that the kid made a a very egregious mistake. I will acknowledge that. But, you know, a lot of the LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a nigga (laughs) and killed him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a nigga in Walmart, North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. (laughs) Do you see where I'm going with this? (laughs) In our country, you can shoot and kill a nigga, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. And this is precisely the disparity that I wish to discuss. I have a question for the audience. And this is a real question. I'm not joking around. Is it possible that a gay person can be racist? A lot of the crowd saying yes. Do you really think so? Yeah. Of course it's possible. Look at Mike Pence. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Who I'm guessing, but I bet you he's gay. What was that, Eric? He just, did he just say that Mike Pence is gay? Mike Pence, yes, the former vice president of the United Pence, States. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, look, he they did say that, you know, he, he does seem very, at minimum, the guy is extremely pussy whipped. Um, I, I, I'll say that. Uh, so let's, 
Let's just see where he goes with this one. And he's not pride parade gay either. He's he's sad gay. <laughs> I feel bad for him. He looks like one of them gays that prays about it. <laughs> Jesus, please take these dirty feelings out of my heart. Please, Jesus, make these buttholes ugly to me. <laughs> keep on tasting these dicks. <laughs> you guys are confusing the emotions. You think I hate gay people, and what you're really seeing is that I am jealous of gay people. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm not the only black person that feels this way. We blacks, we look at the gay community and we go, God damn it, look how well that movement is going. Look how well you are doing. And we've been trapped in this predicament for hundreds of years. How the fuck are you making that kind of progress? I can't help but feel like if slaves had baby oil and booty shorts, <laughs> we might have been free a hundred years sooner, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Martin Luther King was like, I want everybody to get up on them floats. And get your bodies good and shiny. <laughs> I don't hate gay people at all. I respect the shit out of you. Well, not all of you. I'm not that fond of these newer gays. Too sensitive. Too brittle. Those aren't the gays I grew up with. I miss them old school gays, nigga. Them Stonewall niggas, them the ones that I respect. <laughs> they didn't take shit from anybody. They fought for their freedom. I respect that shit. I'm not even gay. And I want to be like a Stonewall nigga. <laughs> Them old school gangster gays, them gory hole niggas, them the ones I like. <laughs> These new gays don't even know what the glory hole is. Obviously, he's talking about the guys on the down low, I believe they used to call it, uh, right, Eric? Yeah, the one that don't, don't exactly come out. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm glad I didn't see this. Until tonight, this is great. I'm 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 having fun doing this. All right, let's. Uh, really fun. Yeah, yeah. This is. Let's just keep going with it. It's a hole in the wall. The gay contractors build. Gay contractors. <laughs> gay contractors. You want to know why it. they put that hole in the wall? I'll tell you. And there's no nice way to say it. Because <laughs> when they want to have some fun, they will put their penises in that hole <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> I respect that shit <laughs> And hope for the best It's a lot of courage on both sides of that hole, nigga <laughs> I'm not even gay And I want to try that glory hole out <laughs> What if Martin Luther King had to integrate the glory hole? <laughs> I don't care if it's black lips back there, white lips back there. <laughs> a mouth is a mouth. A warm, wet mouth. 
I'm going all the way. <laughs> I got in a fight. I almost got in a fight. It's complicated. I was in a bar in Austin with my wife, and 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 uh, it was during COVID, and we, and and uh, a woman came to our table, and she was maskless, and this bitch came over, no mask, all H words. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Droplets is coming out of this bitch's face. We all covered our drinks. Oh, baby. <laughs> this is great. I'm loving this. this now great. I look over at the table that she came from and I peep game. The men at the table were filming me. This happens when you're famous. People will come over and try to rattle your cage and get you to say something stupid or dumb so that their buddies can film it and they get a video of you embarrassing yourself. And clearly I said, this is what's happening. Bingo. And these dumb motherfuckers thought that it was my first rodeo. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, Chappelle not known for being, maybe not known for being liking the public eye, but also known for how to handle when he is in public. Yeah. And let's face it. I mean, the way he's been acting, even with this whole controversy against him, I don't think Dave Chappelle gives a shit, uh, especially with this being his last special on Netflix. And his pay was never really he's been doing this for what over 20 years. Been doing this pretty long. And he's made, I mean, we all know what, you know, he was getting paid for the Chappelle show. It was made public and he was getting paid much fucking coin. So I believe Dave Chappelle, you know, and we know what Netflix is paying people. I mean, they paid the Obamas like 10, you know, 10 million. Yep. So there is. Dave Chappelle is a legend. Absolutely. And, you know, it was. Uh, once again, they said that Adam Sandler got his 20 million a movie. Seven movies, once again, seven movies, seven. They seem to like seven, seems to be their number. But I don't even know what Dave Chappelle got paid, but I would believe he's doing just fine, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And when it comes to the public... He's probably sitting back, yeah. reading whatever, and yeah. laughing. Yeah, I don't think he cares anymore. I just don't. I just don't think he... He has zero fucks to give, as they say. And uh, let's go ahead he's and see. He's the age where he doesn't give a no, he doesn't. He's got his life. He's got his. He's got everything he needs. He's got money. He's got everything in the world. He has kids. Yeah, I, I, I think he. Yeah. I know he has one. I'm not sure if he has more, but I know he's at least got a kid. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead. Sadly, it worked. I ran right over there. I said, I'm pointing right in the camera. I said, you's a bitch-ass nigga for doing this to me. <laughs> and the dude was shocked that I said it. He said, oh. And when he did like this, I seen all his fingernails was painted. And I realized, like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. This fella's gay. Now, you know how I talk. I call everybody a bitch-ass nigga, you know what I mean? But that's not a right thing to do if they're gay, you know what I mean? And, and, and now I was in trouble. And not only that, the motherfucker was huge. He stood up, he was towering over me. He must have been 6'5", a big, white, corn-fed, Texas homosexual. This nigga was ready to fight. 
Did you say he was in Austin? He on me, but I stood my ground. I wasn't scared. How could I be scared? This motherfucker's shirt was tied up in a knot like this. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Let's go, nigga, let's go. I thought we were gonna come to blows. I, I was ready, I was ready. And, and, and then, and then, right when you think we would fight, guess what he did? He picked up his phone and he called the police. And this, this thing I'm describing is a major issue that I have with that community. Gay people are minorities until they need to be white again. Oh, I'm being very brutally honest so we can solve this problem. I'm telling you right now, a black gay person would have never done that to me. Because a black gay person knows when the police shows up, they're not going to care who called them. They don't show up like, which one of you niggers is Clifford? <laughs> Call We're back to the Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> this happens far too often. Another time, about six years ago, there was a, a lesbian woman that, that tried to sell a story about me to TMZ. Thank goodness TMZ could see right through the sham of that story. This woman claimed that I beat her up in a nightclub because she was a lesbian. That is fucking crazy. Oh. Bitch, I didn't even know you was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God TMZ didn't believe that. <laughs> because I did beat the shit out of her, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was her fault, I had no choice. Okay, once again, the trans community is mad at him. Not for this joke. Not for that one. He just admitted to beating up a woman. <laughs> he didn't know it was a woman. Oh, shit. Okay. Once again, let's just keep going. <laughs> I came in the club minding my own business, and a woman came up to me. She goes, oh, my God, Dave Chappelle. And I was just being reciprocally nice. Hey, miss, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Benign talk. Nothing to it. And all of a sudden, this lesbian fellow stepped between us. Fellow. <laughs> hey, nigga, that's my girl. I said, yo, yo, my man, back up like that. She said, I ain't backing up off shit, nigga. That's my girl. I said, bro. You're gonna have to give me three feet like this. She said, stop calling me a man, motherfucker. I'm a woman. I said, what? <laughs> and then I looked deep in this nigga's cheekbones. Cheekbones? I said, oh my God, you are a woman. It's just too much for me to even wrap my mind around. But I tell you what, I unballed my fist immediately and I soften my posture so that she would know she's in no danger. I even changed the tone of my voice. I said softly, sweetly, like a pimp might say. <laughs> Bitch, I'm about to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> I should have done it. Oh, I wish I didn't say that. She dropped that foot back. Boop, she was in a perfect southpaw stance. Her shoulders were angled correctly. Her head movement was good. I said, oh no! This bitch boxes for real. Now, we all know what a southpaw stance is, right? Southpaw stance? Southpaw stance is what he was saying. That is left 
That is that is what a left-handed person would use is a southpaw stance. Oh, okay. Left hand would be put yeah. out in the jab. In other words, is what southpaw stance means. And that is what he was talking about. Let's roll. She threw a wild hook at me and I saw it coming from yesterday. So I slipped it like this. I had no choice. I had to go to work. <laughs> I let that jab go. You should have seen me go, nigga. I tenderized them titties like chicken cutlets. <laughs> I whooped the toxic masculinity out of that bitch. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> That's why I don't go out no more. Just trying to chill. I'm just trying to live a peaceful life. That's why I live in Ohio. You know, I live in a little town in Ohio. It must be like 3,700 people. Small hippie town. Culturally, it might feel like like Ann Arbor to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a bunch of hippies and shit like that. And niggas always ask me, like, Dave, why you live in that hippie town? And I'd be embarrassed to tell them the truth. But you know why I live there? Because Yellow Springs, Ohio, has the most beautiful women in the world. And a lot of people might disagree with me, but you got to see them for yourself. They're gorgeous. But it all depends on what you're into, you know what I mean? I like white bitches with dirty feet. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a strip club in Yellow Springs, I would call that shit strippies. All naked hippies all the time. And I'd only hire girls with long titties and, <laughs> and long vagina hair that looks like they slept on it. <laughs> and I would keep a pile of dirt right next to the stage. I come back, bitch, get your feet in that dirt and get up there and give those people what they came to see. <laughs> Chalk up, bitch. Chalk up. <laughs> oh, shit. A couple years ago, I was in Ohio at a shopping mall. An old white lady, this is true, she was, she was following me around the mall, which sounds paranoid, but I'm sure she was following me. Mean lady, too. You ever see a woman with lines on her face that just tell you, like, even if she smiled, it looked like it would hurt? The muscles in her face. I knew she was following me because she was at places that had nothing to do with her. I'd be looking around like, what is this old bitch doing in GameStop and Foot Lock and all the places I like to go? <laughs> Every time I see her, she'd just be looking at me on me. And eventually I forgot about her. So then after I'm shopping, I go all the way to the back of the parking lot. I'm parked all the way in the back. And, and as soon as I open my car door, I hear a voice go, David Chappelle. Just like that. I didn't even have to look. I knew it was her. And I looked back, and sure enough, there she was, that face. <laughs> to be honest with you, she probably wasn't even that old. She's probably around my age. But she was a white woman. This, this bitch looked terrible. <laughs> I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. I kept my cool. I was nice. I said, hello, miss. And she didn't say anything back. All she said was, I watch your comedy. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> and then she says, this is true. She goes, it sounds to me 
like you hate women. I said, well, you know what, miss? It's art. And you're free to interpret this art however you'd like. But I can tell you, as the maker of this art, that I don't believe that I feel that way. And she said, well, I think. And I said, shut up, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Before I kill you and put you in the trunk, ain't nobody around here. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I didn't say that. <laughs> I felt that way, but that's not what I said. <laughs> I felt that way. I was more clever than that. You know what I said? And this is exactly what I said. I said, Miss, before you finish that statement, let me ask you a question. Where'd you see me? Did you buy a ticket to a concert I did? I doubt that. Or, 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 or maybe you watched one of my specials on Netflix. Or, or did I follow you to your car and do my act? <laughs> She said, what? I said, keep it in the comment section. Bitch, this is real life. Ta-ta. <laughs> and then I drove off. Now, I got to tell you, and this is going to surprise some people here, but not everybody. People say things to me all the time, but what you don't know is it does affect me. I think about it. And that one bothered me a lot. I was driving home. Couldn't stop thinking about what this woman said because she's not the first woman that said that to me. It's puzzling. You know what I mean? Like, what could I possibly be saying that would make these bitches think I hate women? <laughs> All right. I like that he brings the real into everything. He does. Exactly. He brings real situations in and he makes light of them and he makes jokes about them, which once again, Comedy is supposed to be about. And by the way, I hope everyone hears the crowd in here having a great time, laughing, and just not worrying about what's offensive, what's not. Just having a good time. That's it. That, 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 that's what that comedy is oh, about. It's supposed that, to be yeah. about take, going away from real-life situations and just laughing. Absolutely, man. And now let's see exactly what he has said to make women think that he hates them. <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. So you know what I did? I Googled the dictionary definition of a feminist just to make sure I was talking about the right thing. And do you know, sir, what the dictionary definition of a feminist is? I didn't either. <laughs> Listen to this. <clears throat> Webster's defines a feminist as a human being, not a woman, a human being that believes in equal rights for women. I'm shocked that that's what that meant. Because by that definition, I would consider myself a feminist. And I didn't even know that at the time. Okay. Okay. All these years, I thought it meant frumpy dyke. <laughs> well, that's who's always talking to be some chicken overalls. Men are trying to rape us. Ah, not you, bitch. We please. Oh, <laughs> okay, I think this is where we're starting to get into the parts where the controversial parts. 
Oh, shit. But again, man, it's comedy. It's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be a guy who's, or a woman or whoever, they're supposed to be f- making jokes. Jokes are going to offend. If they don't offend, they're not jokes. Oh, God, I, I, and I'm I I I gotta say I really believe Dave Chappelle is one of the most brilliant comics out there. I, I really do. I, I really yep. think he, he he's very very brilliant in not only just you know his jokes, but the way he writes them. Again, how he kind of touches on the real life and then just makes light of what happened in real life. And, again, and the way he presents it, exactly. Exactly. And jokes are about delivery, presenting the joke. And that's exactly what he does brilliantly. So let's keep going here. I know. Look, listen, listen. I I support the feminist movement. I do in my own ways. When you guys did the women's march, I tried to go and support you. And none of my friends would go with me. I asked all the fellas, none of them wanted to go. I tried everything. Come on, y'all, it's gonna be bitches there. They was like, nope. <laughs> so what I did is I called my friend Ange. Ange is a black woman who's a comedy writer and she's dope. Matter of fact, matter of fact, she's the only woman that I know personally that pays her ex-husband alimony. And she sounds just like a man when she does it. Fuck that broke motherfucker and all that. She says all that shit. <laughs> So I hit Ange up, and I, I hit her on the text. And all I did, I texted her, I said, Ange, are you going to the Women's March? A- and she texted me back, and this is a real text. She said, <laughs> she said, I hope those white bitches get tear gassed. <laughs> There's a problem. And that feminist movement isn't there. <laughs> From its inception yeah. in America, there's always been a racial component. When Susan B. Anthony was having that meeting and Sojourner Truth's black ass showed up. <laughs> Read your history books. All the white women asked Sojourner Truth not to speak. They didn't want to conflate the issues of women's rights and slavery. But you know how black bitches are. Sojourner Truth went up there anyway. <laughs> She did a famous speech. She said, ain't I a woman? Ain't I a woman? That's right. And, and listen, listen, listen. I, I supported the Me Too movement, but, but the whole time, the whole time I thought that the way they handled that was stupid. All right. Now if you, yeah, I, I know you guys can't see, but he says that, and he gets this look on his face, like, "Are y'all ready for some real shit?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to piss y'all off one more time. So here we go. Let's see what he says. It was. It was white. It was like. It was white. They were doing shit like going to the Golden Globes and, and all of them would be like, let's all go to the Golden Globes and wear black dresses. Give these men a piece of our minds. Bitch, that is not going to work. <laughs> you think Martin Luther King's going to be like, I want everybody to keep riding the bus, but wear matching outfits. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get off the bus and walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's real talk. 
Real talk, that was a silly movement. I want everybody to wear a crocheted pussy hat so they know we're serious. <laughs> what the fuck was y'all doing? And then I said something about it in one of my specials, and all these women actresses came after me. I said, man, fuck y'all too. You canceled. I ain't jerking off to none of your pictures again. <laughs> they were like, who is he to tell us anything? I'll tell you exactly who I am. I'm the one that got off the bus and left $50 million on the bus and walked. All right, let's, uh, that comment is 100% true. That is what Comedy Central yeah. was offering him for another season of The Chappelle Show. And he was sick of being in the public eye, sick of, I mean, let's face it. He was sick of exactly what they're doing to him now. Even back then, they were trying to, you know, everyone was starting to get offended by the things he was doing. And he was tired of it. And he was tired of the limelight. He was tired of the public eye. And he walked. And he walked away from 50 fucking million dollars. 50, 50. Eric, let's be honest. 50 million. 50 million. Life-changing for me, for you, for, I would say, most of the people that are listening to this show. That would be life-changing, if not all the people that have listened to this show and any show I've ever done. That's, absolutely. That's life-changing right there. But... I mean, you got to admit, I, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty fucking stand up. He walked away. Not only did yeah. he walk away, he walked away from money. He walked away from the United States. He just like went away and lived his own life and came back. When where did he, he move to? I forget where he moved to, but he was often like someplace in, I think it might have been Africa or something. But he was, him. I mean, he went to a third, probably a third world country, right? He just, or, yeah, he just pretty much took off, left, and did his thing, and came back when he was ready, and when the time was right, and when Netflix made him a great fucking deal. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't, I, I didn't look into what the Netflix deal for him was, but, I mean, Dave Chappelle coming back to comedy was... I don't I'm I'm I don't know if this is a way off comparison but it was like almost like when punk came back to wrestling. Dave Chappelle coming back to comedy. Yeah. Uh, again, the comparison not bad. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, this the, the, the this show spawned off a wrestling show, so I'm kind of trying to keep it a little bit, you know, with a little bit of wrestling, but honestly, Dave Chappelle coming back to comedy, the comedy scene, doing live specials or specials at all was like CM Punk coming back to wrestling because I don't think anybody thought Dave Chappelle was coming back either after that whole fiasco. Meanwhile, like I said, money talks, and uh, <laughs> this is what happens when money talks. But um, he that that, that that comment, uh, you know, I'm I'm the guy that walked away from fifty million dollars. He's right. He did. No one can deny that, and uh, like I said, Dave Chappelle. So, bro Dave Chappelle's brilliant at bringing. What's the controversial? Contro well, mean... Go go ahead, Eric. I'm sorry. No, what, what, what was um, what was what were people bitching about? 
everything he was doing was too to this, to that, to racist, to not, not it just everything he was doing was, was becoming a controversy, just like it is, you know, just like now, except right now he has someone that is really taking his back. Comedy Central took his back too, but Netflix has really taken his back saying we made a deal and we are not taking him off. We are not going to cancel him. We are not doing any of that. We made a deal and this is called artistic freedom. And we are not backing off of this. So he's got Netflix taking his back also in this controversy with him trying to be canceled. But um, anyway, it, it, I mean, he's used to this. Dave Chappelle is fucking used to this. I mean, the comment he made was, if this is what being canceled is like, I love it. Fuck Twitter. Fuck NBC News, ABC News, all these stupid ass networks. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you. This is real life. I mean, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, I like that he's standing up for himself, and I really, really like the fact that Netflix is standing behind him. Also, I think that that shows a lot. It it shows a lot about Netflix, and it shows a lot about you know, uh, it, it's especially with cancel culture right now, which we're going to get into after this show, there's a little less than 40 minutes left in the show. So we're going to keep going with it in just a minute. But like I said, we're going to stop, talk a little bit. And then, you know, after the show, we're done. So not much more to go. But I mean, it, it just shows that Netflix isn't afraid to jump in there and support one of their, I mean, let's face it. They could easily just take this off and say, okay, we cave, Dave Chappelle's special is gone for this one little thing, but they know it's a not the minority. It is a minority of people that are complaining about this. And they also know that you can't make everyone happy, especially with comedy, especially with comedy. You're can't, you're not supposed to. Exactly. And you're not supposed to make everyone happy with comedy. So I think it's good Netflix standing up. I think they would do this for whoever it was and it, it, just because they're doing it with Dave Chappelle. But I don't know. I mean, listen, when Dave Chappelle had this little thing before, it was somehow it got brought up on the show. And I supported Dave Chappelle. I support Dave Chappelle always. I support comedy. And like I said, I believe Dave Chappelle is actually standing up for comedy. I said that Wednesday night, and I still believe it. He is standing up for comedy. He's standing up for all comedians who go out there and make jokes. Jokes. They're not... that. Yes, jokes can be offensive. They're supposed to be. Those who are offended, don't fucking watch. Don't listen. Forget about it. My God, Eddie Murphy did jokes that were worse than this back in the 80s on specials. That, that, that I've played. Raw, yeah. delirious. He made fun of the gay community. They did come after him back then too. But it, it wasn't to the level that the communities can come after people now with social media. You know? So it's it's much different now, man. <clears throat> like I said, social media has made oh, it. Definitely. Yeah, social media has made it to where we've got this cancel culture. And um, once again, we're going to get into cancel culture I know Eric said he had a lot to say on it. Obviously, I do, too, because I don't really shut the fuck up much. But anyway, let's get back to this special. 
I agreed with these women. I just didn't agree with what they were doing about. Right. Right. No, it was annoying as fuck. <laughs> because if these women were serious, you know what they would have done? They all would have fired their agents. And they would have went to the mailroom of one of these big agencies and found a woman that was busting her hump in there and said, if you want to talk to us, then you have to talk to her. And if they did that, and she would be big, and they would be big, and nobody would get fed to Harvey Weinstein. Mm. But did they do that? No. Was that their idea? No. Surprisingly, it was mine. <laughs> what I think the feminist movement needs to be very successful is a male leader. <laughs> I'll do it. I will. I will lead you women to the promised land. I will make sure you get equal pay for equal work. I will make sure that nobody harasses you or fucks with you on the job. I will protect all of your interests. And all that I ask for in return is that you suck my dick. <laughs> oh, God. And now we're right back to square one, aren't we? See, purposely offensive. Purposely offensive joke landed. Was that controversial? Controversial? No, no, no. This wasn't it. This wasn't it. But again, let's uh, let's keep going because I can't wait to bring up the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes on this. So let's, mm. oh oh we we we've got some reviews after this is over. Oh yeah. And now we get to the core of the crisis. What? What is a woman? What is that in this day and time? Is there even such thing as a woman or a man or anything? Hmm. Hmm. Seems to be a question nowadays. Now listen, women get mad at me. Gay people get mad at me. Lesbians get mad at me. But I'm gonna tell you right now, and this is true. These transgenders. This is these it. niggas want me dead. I've gone too far, I've said too much. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I'm very worried about it. I'm not even joking. Every time I come out on stage, I be scared. I be looking around the crowd, searching for knuckles and Adam's apples to see where the threats might be coming from. <laughs> <laughs> A nigga came up to me on the street the other day. He said, careful Dave, they after you. I said, what? One they or many they's. (laughs) Before I even say anything about that community, you must know, and I hope you all feel the same way, I am not indifferent to the suffering of someone else. There's laws, the mean laws. In our country, North Carolina passed a law once that said a person in North Carolina must use the restroom that corresponds with the gender they were assigned on their birth certificate. No, 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 no. No, that's not a good law. That's a mean law. No American should have to present a birth certificate Take a shit at Walmart in Greensboro, North Carolina, where the baby shot and killed a motherfucker. 
<laughs> you have to ask yourself, if you're thinking about it, who are these laws designed to protect? Like, let's say they designed this law to protect me, my interests. Transphobic comedian Dave Chappelle. Oh, God. And let's say that Here we I'm, go. Uh, I'm in Walmart uh, doing a little shopping with my family. Now, I should tell you, if that ever happens in real life, you should know that my dreams didn't work out. <laughs> but let's say something goes horribly wrong, and there I am in Walmart with the poor whites rummaging around for mediocre <laughs> goods and services. The poor whites. Oh, boy. And then I got to go to the restroom. So I excuse myself from my family. I go to the men's room. Now I'm standing at the urinal, taking a leak. And, and, and this is what this law is going to do. And suddenly, a woman walks into the men's room. I'm going to be like, that's strange. <laughs> and then she stands shoulder to shoulder with me at the urinal. I'm going to be like, bitch, what's going on with you? <laughs> and then she pops her skirt up and pulls a real live meaty dick out. <laughs> real life meaty dick. And what do you think I'm gonna say? <sighs> Thank God she's in here with me. <laughs> At least now I know my family's safe. Mm -mm. No, I'm not gonna feel that way at all. I'm gonna feel very uncomfortable. I would feel better if it was a man with a vagina backed up to the urinal next to me. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about that. I'd just be like, hmm, that's funny. <laughs> this guy is peeing out of his butt for some reason. <laughs> oh my God, he must be a veteran. Thank you for your service. <laughs> So, oh God, this guy is I, 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 just amazing. This is great shit right here. But, uh, all right, I don't know why I paused it. Let's just keep going. Fuck it. I'm not indifferent to people suffering because I know it's hard to be everybody. We blacks, we just got our first big holiday in a long time. Happy belated Juneteenth to the blacks. FYI, Juneteenth has been celebrated in Texas for many, many years. But let's just keep going. Juneteenth is a strange holiday, isn't it? It commemorates when black people in Texarkana area of the country first found out they were free. But remember, they were free when they found out. They just didn't know it yet. Very, very interesting holiday. You know, I learned something. This is a wild story. I learned this past Juneteenth of a story that's true, and there was a black man who was in South Carolina during slavery who somehow got granted his freedom by his so-called master. And when his master granted him the freedom, he also gave him a plot of land. Now, it turns out this brother was brilliant. He had a, a, good, he had a good eye, a good knack for farming, and, and he farmed this plot of land very successfully and made a lot of money. And this is where the story gets crazy. Uh, when he got all that money, this nigga bought some slaves. 
You ever heard this before? This is a true story. Not only was he a slave owner, he became a slave breeder and employed tactics that were so cruel, even white slave owners were like, yo, my man. <laughs> he was a wild dude, but he did it just because that's what successful people did at the time, and he just wanted to be down. What a fucking tragedy. How can a person that went through slavery perpetrate the same evil on a person that looks just like him? It's mind-blowing. And, shockingly, they're making a movie about it. Ironically, it's called Space Jews. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that for a callback about Space Juice. <laughs> All that for a callback. Fucking brilliant. God damn, this guy's good. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Space juice. <laughs> the point of that story is this person was invested in a construct. That that was the construct of successful people and he just followed the roadmap of successful people. He followed what they call an incentive. Now, everyone struggles, but I'm very invested in the gender construct, personally. Because I'm a man with kids and a wife, and I like that warm, wet, soft pussy that my wife has. <laughs> this does not mean that I feel like another point of view can't exist. I was doing a nightclub in Oakland 16 years ago, and, and this is the first time that the trans community ever got mad at me that I knew about. And, and I was nobody. I just quit Chappelle's show. It was like a nothing hole in the wall club, and I was doing some transgender jokes in Oakland. It was 16 years ago. My pronoun game was not as nice as it is today. <laughs> I went too far. I said things like trans and shit. I didn't know these words were bad, and a woman stood up and, and just gave me the business, started screaming at me. And I'm sure it was a woman, but she kept calling me transphobic and all this shit. I'd never even heard these words before. It's really weird. I didn't trip. I just gave security to look like, you know, get that bitch out of here. <laughs> I kept it moving. And then she went to the press. And the next day, one of the gay papers wrote all the same things she had said to me about me in the paper. Misquoted the jokes and was calling me transphobic. And again, all these words, I'd never heard them before. But, but every time that I talked with anybody from that community since, they always repeat the talking points from that article. My least favorite of which being, and I hate this phrase, they say I was punching down on them. Punching down. What the fuck does that mean? Hmm. Now fast forward. It's 2019. I'm in a restaurant in Ohio, a very nice restaurant. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, and to be honest, it's not a very nice restaurant, but it's a nice restaurant if you're a white person from Ohio that's never been anywhere before. <laughs> Picture chilies. <laughs> I like chilies. I'm sitting at the bar, I'm I having a drink by myself. <gasps> and the only other chili. person in the bar is a woman, a couple stools down, and she was alone. She was older, and that made me feel sad because it was the holidays. So I told the bartender, send that woman a drink on me. She's trying to spread the cheer. And I wish I didn't. <laughs> this woman wanted to talk. 
she wasn't mean, she was nice, but she just wanted to talk about shit that, you know what I mean? The nigga that's trying to get drunk, don't want to hear about this bitch remodeling her bathroom, and I'm, I'm sitting there trying to be polite, oh, Subway Towns, word. <laughs> but then she hits a lick, piqued my interest. She says, my daughter is coming home for the holidays. Oh, that's great news, I'm glad you're not gonna be alone. And then she goes on and on about how great her daughter is. I guess her daughter got a new agent. She's out in Hollywood. She's in movies and on television and all this stuff. And as she's telling me this, I'm thinking, this woman is so sweet. She probably doesn't even know who I am or what I do for a living. Because I know what your daughter's out in Hollywood doing. Mm. Mm. And then she goes, would you like to see her picture? I don't want to see this woman's picture, but what am I going to do? I go, okay, yeah, sure, I'd love to, I'd love to, I'd love to see the picture. And, and I grab the picture, and this is all I say. This is all I say. <gasps> oh. She's very beautiful. <laughs> and as she puts the picture away, she, she looks mean all of a sudden, like she caught me in some kind of trap. What does that face me? And then she goes, she's transgender. <laughs> and I think to myself, oh, this bitch does know who I am. <laughs> I really resented that trap because that trap doesn't let me be honest. If I was honest, I wouldn't fall for it. I just looked at the picture like, Ooh, look at that big chisel jawline, that big thick Joe Rogan neck. Is that Joe a Rogan? Dude? <laughs> Is your daughter a man? Joe Rogan, Joe. Can't say that shit. Well, once again, him and Joe Rogan have a show coming up together this month. Oh. Oh, yeah, they're doing shows together. So nice. that makes the line even funnier. So let's just keep going. It's really annoying. Fast forward now, it's a couple days later. It's the Wednesday <laughs> for the Thursday that's Thanksgiving, and I'm in a totally different bar. And this bar, trust me, it's not a nice place. It's foul. It's one of those bars where the top shelf should be under the sink. <laughs> this is where the poor whites drink, the Tiki Torch whites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Them white people, they believe in Q and they love Trump. You know what I mean? Like Michigan white people. <laughs> I remember I was at this bar one time. This is that kind of bar it is. I was in there one time, I was fucked up, and I turned around to everybody in the bar, I go, hey, everybody, I'm gonna buy everyone in the bar a round of drinks. And all my folks was like, hoorah! And the bartender knew I was drunk, so she pulled me aside. Mr. Chappelle, are you sure about that? That's going to be $16. <laughs> Tough time for the whites. <laughs> And this was a holiday weekend, you know what I mean? These motherfuckers was having a rootin' tootin' time. They was in there partying, making all them noises. Woo! Ow! Yow! You know all them noises white people make before lynching? They was doing all that shit. <laughs> I was drunk. I looked over my shoulder. I thought I was tripping. I guess, guess who was in the bar? I thought I was seeing things. I looked across the room, and I saw the trans bitch from the picture. 
I couldn't believe it. I said, what is a trans person doing in a place like this? This is very dangerous behavior. And she was with two big, buff, gay black dudes. I didn't know these dudes, but I know they was gay. <laughs> they had a dick in their mouth. They wouldn't look any gayer than they did just sitting there. <laughs> they had 1980s gay face. You know what that is? Remember in the 80s when gay people looked surprised all the time? <laughs> Close your mouth, nigga. What's surprising? You know what I mean? What was that? Is he asking me making that face? Yes, he is. It was great. It was fucking great. It was great. Again, if you haven't seen the special, get Netflix. It's fucking great. It's great. There we go. Huge. They look like Juicy Smoothie's trainers. (laughs) (laughs) Juicy Smoothie. Back to his old special. And I'm thinking, man, these motherfuckers in a line of trouble. So what I do is I stand up. And everybody in the bar likes me, so I make a big show of it to make sure that everyone can hear me. I walk right up to her, and I go, Hey! I just met your mother the other night, and she told me all the great things you're doing in Hollywood, and I cannot believe that someone from a podunk place like this can achieve all that. I'm so proud of you. Welcome home. And the whole bar said, Hoorah! <laughs> and I said, Whoosh. <laughs> Down on the buyer some time. <laughs> You know what I mean? A couple more drinks and these fellas are going to start asking her for some pussy she might not have. (laughs) (laughs) And she was very gracious. She said, thank you so much. And we shook hands. And as she was shaking my hand, her face turned mean like her mom's. And she said, do you mind not punching down on my people? Oh, I don't like that. Normally, I would have let it go, but I was drunk. (laughs) I was drunk. I said, what might you mean, bitch? (laughs) I was careful to call her a bitch because I didn't want to blow her cover. (laughs) Turns out she wasn't hiding. She was loud. She was proud. She let me have it in front of everybody. Screaming at me, all the talking points from that article. You transphobic, this and that. Kept clapping her hands in my face. Let me tell you something. I said, we learned this from black bitches. Kept doing, let me tell you something. <laughs> so annoying. She kept calling transgenders her people. Isn't that weird? My people this, my people that. I said, what do you mean your people? Was y'all kidnapped in Transylvania brought here as slaves? <laughs> She said, my people have struggled for decades, honey. Decades. And I looked at them gay black dudes like, is there anything you niggas need to tell this bitch? (laughs) Clifford, Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) I'm exaggerating. She's actually a very nice person, and, and I'm cool with her now, but boy, that shit got on my nerves. And it got on my nerves because whenever someone says that to me, I know they've never seen me for themselves. They just repeat what they've heard. Any of you who have ever watched me know that I have never had a problem with transgender people. If you listen to what I'm saying, clearly, my problem has always been with white people. Okay, so obviously it's the white community that's going after him, correct, Eric? 
Oh. Um, no. I think so. No, no, it's not the white community going after him. It's still the trans community going after him for all these jokes he's doing right now. Um, but that's about it. So anyway, I guess we just keep going. <laughs> I have been arguing with the whites my entire career. And just when I thought I had you guys on the ropes, you changed all the rules. Oh, yeah? Yeah, motherfucker. Well... I'm a girl now, nigger, and you must treat me as such. <laughs> Call me a girl, nigger. It's annoying as fuck. No, no. Go back. Go back tonight after the show. Watch every special I did on Netflix. Listen to everything I ever said about that community. I'll go through them. I said, how much do I have to participate in your self-image? I said, you shouldn't discuss this in front of black people. I said, I know niggas in Brooklyn that wear high heels just to feel safe. I asked you, why is it easier for Bruce Jenner to change his gender than it is for Cassius Clay to change his name? Once again, bringing out some facts. Not, not, not just comedy, not just the way he delivers, as we were talking about earlier, the way he you know, delivers his jokes, but facts. Yep. Facts. And back then when, when, when Muhammad Ali did change his name from Cassius Clay, it was a big deal. A lot of people didn't like it that he was changing his name to Muhammad Ali. They, a lot of people did not fucking like it. Of course, it was the... Yeah. The media back then, which, let's face it, they were mostly white back then, but uh, it was controversy at the time. So, you know. Definitely. And again, at that time. So, here we go. If you listen to what I'm saying, I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about us. And they don't listen. It's very annoying. And they've canceled people that are more powerful than me. They canceled J.K. Rowling. My God, J.K. Rowling wrote all the Harry Potter books by herself. Mm-hmm. He's right. She sold so many books, the Bible worries about her. <laughs> and they canceled her because she said in an interview, and this is not exactly what she said, but effectually, she said, gender was a fact. And then the trans community got mad as shit. They started calling her a turf. I didn't even know what the fuck that was. But I know that trans people make up words to win arguments. <laughs> so I looked it up. TERF is an acronym. Stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminists. This is a real thing. This is a group of women that hate transgender. They don't hate transgender women, but they look at trans women the way we blacks might look at blackface. It offends them. Like, ooh, this bitch is doing an impression of me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I shouldn't speak on this because I am not a woman, nor am I a trans. But as we've established, I am a feminist. Right. He was, he was. He did establish that. He did. He did. I'm Team Turf. I agree. Gender is a fact. You have to look at it from a woman's perspective. Look at it like this: Caitlyn Jenner, whom I've met, wonderful person. Caitlyn Jenner was voted 
Woman of the Year. Her first year as a woman. Ain't that something? Beat every bitch in Detroit. She's better than all of you. <laughs> Never even had a period. Ain't that something? <laughs> oh, I'd be mad as shit if I was a woman. I'd be mad if I was me. If I was in a BET Awards sitting there and they're like, and the winner for Nigger of the Year. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Gender is a fact. This is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth, had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on Earth. That is a fact. Got a now, point. I am not saying that to say that trans women aren't women. I am just saying that those pussies that they got. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that he just didn't take it any further. He's just like, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Brilliant. I guess that's where the controversy is. Controversy is. I think the controversy is all the trans jokes he did from, I mean, he's been... I mean, let's face it, he's been doing trans jokes for about 25 minutes now. Yeah. Really, really, he... I, I mean, really, he has been. I, again, you don't see it. I don't either. I don't see where the problem is. We're laughing. We're having... Well, I mean, the audience is laughing. laughing. There are a couple of... Yeah. And I'm sure there's a couple people in the audience not laughing, which there's a picture of two um, women in the audience, not laughing. Um, but, uh, I mean, I mean it, it's, it's, this is, again, I, I just feel like he's a brilliant comic in, again, his delivery, the way he does it. Like, right there. He's like, I'm not going any further with it, but y'all know what I mean. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. If there was two people in the audience laughing, then why, why were they, at the, why did they go to the show in the first place? <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it it's the same reason people follow things on Facebook they hate. Why? Why do you do it? Why do you bother? Why do you stress yourself out with it? I mean, I listen. I I got tired of WWE's bullshit. I haven't watched WWE in weeks, and I'm fine. Yeah. And I'm fine with not watching. And I'm fine with yeah. just watching AEW right now. But instead of me sitting there and bitching about it week after week after week and making fun of it, I'd rather just not even bother with it. Just not even fucking yeah. concern myself. When it, if if it gets better, maybe I'll watch. But right now, it's just not worth my time. Things I don't like, I don't go watch. Things I don't like, I don't eat. If I don't like a food, I don't exactly. eat it. I don't go on Facebook and go, I would never eat this. Well, who gives a shit? It's, it's like WWE fans complaining about AEW when they don't even watch AEW. Yeah, it's exactly. Man, I, it's like I knew a guy who, you know, back in the message board days, he would, you know, sit there and complain about Impact, but he never watched it. He would read the spoilers. Well, reading the spoilers is one thing, but if you miss context of how they did it, it's really, I mean, you can't shit on a show from reading spoilers. Yeah. I or mean, yeah. judging it by other people's comments. I mean, let's face it. So many shows, if you read WWE spoilers, you don't even want to watch. Which, 
one of the reasons sometimes I don't. I see what people are saying on Facebook about WWE, and I'm like, well, this just sounds fucking awful. Why should I even bother watching? You know, but but I'll watch at times just to see how bad it was and see the context of if it was that bad. Sometimes it is, sometimes it wasn't, but I do like to see the context of where things happen. But uh, again, the crowd... The crowd is loving what he is doing right here. I mean, they've been laughing and having a great time the whole show. The crowd is laughing, which is why you should go to a show like this. Comedy shows are for people who have a sense of humor. If you do not have a sense of humor about all different genders, uh, races, everything, don't go to a comedy show because there's one or two things that are going to offend you. And you shouldn't even bother. You should not fucking bother. But anyway, we've got about uh, 16 minutes left, and I'm sure there's going to be credits and stuff, so we're probably about, I would say, 13, 14 minutes left. So let's keep going here. I'm not saying it's not pussy, but that's like beyond pussy or impossible pussy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Tastes like pussy, but that's not quite what it is, is it? It's not blood, that's beet juice. Plant-based pussy. It's plant-based pussy. That's what it is. Yep. (laughs) Oh, buddy, I'm in trouble now. (laughs) Before I go, I want to share this story with you because it's important to this point. I want your community to know that one of the coolest people I ever met was a transgender woman. And this is not a man that I knew that became a woman. This woman was trans when I met her. Lived in San Francisco. Daphne Dwarman is her name. I would do 18 shows in the Bay Area, sometimes in Oakland, and Dirty Hood nightclub, and she would be there, a white trans woman, laughing loud and hard at everything I said, especially the trans jokes. Very puzzling. (laughs) Because she was obviously trans. And one night after one of the shows, I met her. And what it was, turns out, it was her dream to be a comedian. And I was her hero. Hmm. It's very moving. I could not dislike somebody that felt that way about me. We became fast friends. And when I made that special Sticks and Stones, right as it was coming out, I happened to be in San Francisco and I wanted to do a show, but I needed an opening act. And I remembered that trans woman I had met. So I called her on the phone. And, and I called her myself. I said, hey, Daphne, this is Dave Chappelle. She couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I go, I'm in San Francisco. And then she started saying a bunch of wild stuff. I was like, relax. I don't, I don't want any pussy. I was um... <laughs> I was calling because I'm doing a show and I, I need an opening act. And I was wondering if you'd open the show. And she was like, fuck yeah. Now... I didn't know this at the time, but, but this woman had only done stand-up comedy eight times in her life. This is little to no experience. And, and now she's about to open a show for, for what many call the GOAT. <laughs> Hell yeah. There you go, Dave. She's an amateur in stature, but... In practice, she was very professional. She showed up early, which is something I appreciate, because I like people to be on time. 
She was dressed to the motherfucking nines. I mean, I'm transphobic, and even I was like, you look nice. <laughs> Went up on the stage with all the swag of a professional comedian, grabbed that mic and walked right down the middle and looked at the crowd like a gangster. Man, you should have seen her work. Spitch bomb for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> Not exaggerating, young man. That show was terrible. <laughs> Stunk. 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 And then she brings me on, and you know, you know, I was like a glass of water after a handful of salt. The crowd was happy <laughs> to see me. I was killing it. <laughs> but here's what impressed me. Any other comedian I've ever seen, if they had bombed as bad as she did, would have snuck out of the back of the theater and went home and cried or something. And she didn't do that. Not only did she not leave, she found a seat right up in front. You know, when a new comedian watches an experienced comedian in comedy, we call this taking class. And this bitch took my whole class. She sat up there and was laughing as hard as she always laughs, as if nothing bad had even happened to her. And I saw her show. Some bad happened to her. <laughs> she was drunk. She was drunk. So she starts talking to me while I'm on stage. But the way a person would talk to a television when they were alone, she's talking to me like that. That didn't bother me because I knew her. But the crowd didn't like that shit at all because she sucked. <laughs> and a guy in the back of the room stood up. And Daphne's hair was dyed blonde at the time, and the guy screamed out, and his energy felt wild as fuck. He said, hey, Daphne! And everybody kind of clamped, like, got tense. We didn't know if it was a heckler or an active shooter. And... <laughs> God. He said, he said, does the carpet match the drapes? Yeah, <laughs> it was fucked up. The whole crowd kind of groaned, because it was so, like, mean. Yeah. Everybody groaned, except for Daphne. She kind of laughed, which was weird. And she didn't even look all the way back. She said, sir, I don't have carpets. I have hardwood floors. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> boy, when she said that shit, it blew the roof off the place. <laughs> Cut through all the tension. With that one joke, she made up for 45 minutes of a stinker of a show. <laughs> And after that, she could do no wrong. And I kept on rocking. She kept on talking to me. And then the show became something cooler than a show. It became like a conversation between a black man and a white trans woman, and we started getting to the bombership. All them questions that you think about that you'd be afraid to ask, I was just asking them, and she was answering them, and her answers were funny as shit. The crowd was falling out of the chairs. And, and, and at the end of the show, I go, oh, Daphne, I said, well, that was fun. I go, I go, I love you to death, but I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the whole crowd laughed, except for Daphne. Now she looks at me like I'm not her friend anymore, like I'm something bigger than me, like I'm the whole world and the guy. And she said, I don't need you to understand me. I said, what? She said, I just need you to believe, just like this. She goes, that I'm having a human experience. And when she said it, the whole crowd kind of gasped. And I gave it a Fight Club look. <laughs> I said, I believe you, bitch. <laughs> because she didn't say anything about pronouns. She didn't say anything about me being in trouble. She said, just believe I'm a person and I'm going through it. 
You know, I believe you because it takes one to know one. All right, let's stop real quick there. Obviously, that last line right there, it takes one to know one. Everybody's going through some shit. Yep. And that's what he's trying to say here. Everybody is going through some shit. Every human being we know is going through some shit, and we all need to understand that. Good little line. Good little line. Once again, brilliant. Yeah, once again, just a brilliant comedian, but... uh, we don't have much left here, but I, I really wanted to just, I, I heard that line. Again, we've never watched this before. This is our first time seeing it with everybody else and uh, thought that was a, a good line to take a quick pause on and we'll go ahead and roll it back here. Then I told the crowd good night and they start going crazy. And before the applause gets to its crescendo, I say, and don't forget my opening act, Daphne. And the crowd stood up, and I looked at her, and tears came out of her eyes. She couldn't believe it was happening. I couldn't believe it was happening, because her show stunk. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a great night. I remember the late, great Paul Mooney was there, a bunch of fly-ass comedy niggas was there. Paul Mooney. And we all went backstage and was just drinking and talking shit and laughing, and Daphne stole the room. She had everyone cracking up, spinning the yarn, telling us all these crazy stories about shit she'd be into. We all laughing real hard, and as she's telling us, and everyone's laughing, I'm looking around, I'm like, oh my God, she is funny. I pulled her aside, and I said, you are hilarious. I didn't know that when you were on stage. I said, you're doing some things wrong, but I can help you. I said, anytime I'm in San Francisco, why don't you open the show for me and I'll just try to give you some pointers, see if you can't work this thing out. And she said, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And she grabbed me real tight, hugged me, squeezed me. And and I pushed her off violently because I'm transphobic. (laughs) I said, boundaries, bitch. When Sticks and Stones came out, a lot of people in the trans community were furious with me, and apparently they dragged me on Twitter. I don't give a fuck, because Twitter's not a real place. (laughs) Listen to that. And the hardest thing for a person to do is go against their tribe if they disagree with their tribe, but Daphne did that for me. She wrote a tweet that was very beautiful. And what she said was, and it's almost exactly what she said. She said, punching down on someone requires you to think less of them. And I know him, and he doesn't. He doesn't punch up. He doesn't punch down. He punches lines, and he's a master at his craft. That's what she said. I agree. I agree. Beautiful tweet beautiful friend. I took a lot of heart to defend me like that. And when she did that, the trans community dragged that bitch all over Twitter. (laughs) For days, they was going in on her, and she was holding her own because she's funny. But six days after that wonderful night I described to you, my friend Daphne killed herself. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's a true story. My heart was broken. Yeah, it wasn't the jokes. 
I don't know if it was them dragging her. I don't know what's going on in her life, but I bet dragging her didn't help. I was very angry at them. I was very angry at her. I felt like Daphne lied to me. She always says she identified as a woman. And then one day she goes up to the roof of a building and jumps off and kills herself. Clearly. Only a man would do some gangster shit like that. <laughs> Hear me out. As hard as it is to hear a joke like that, I'm telling you right now, Daphne would have loved that joke. That's why she was my friend. <laughs> I was reading her obituary, and I found out she was survived by a daughter. Uh, and the moment I found that out, and this is true, Anderson Cooper from CNN texted me. And all he said was very nice. He said, I'm sorry to hear about your friend. And, and, and I texted him right back, uh, new phone, who this? <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's Anderson Cooper. I said, oh, I said, Anderson. I go, look, I need to find her family. And, and he texted me right back with all the phone numbers and all this information. I say this to say, if you ever want to know about anything gay, Call Anderson Cooper from CNN. <laughs> this nigga is faster than Google. <laughs> Openly gay man. And what I did is I got in touch with the family and I started a trust fund for her daughter because I know that's all she ever really cared about. Nice. Nice. And I don't know what the trans community did for her, but I don't care because I feel like she wasn't their tribe. She was mine. She was a comedian in her soul. <laughs> her daughter is very young, but I hope to be alive when she turns 21 because I'm going to give her this money myself. And by then, by then, I'll be ready to have the conversation that I'm not ready to have today. But I'll tell that little girl, young lady, I knew your father. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a wonderful woman. <laughs> Empathy is not gay. Empathy is not black. Empathy is bisexual. It must go both ways. It must go both ways. Yep. Remember, taking a man's livelihood is akin to killing him. I'm begging you, please do not abort the baby. <laughs> half the crowd is laughing, the other half is groaning. Kevin Hart dreamt his entire life of hosting the Oscars. And when he finally got the job, they just took it. It's yep. not fair. They did. They didn't kill him. Kevin's a strong guy. But I'm sure it broke old Clifford's heart. <laughs> Clifford again? It's over. LBGTQ, LMNOPQYZ, it is over. <laughs> I am not telling another joke about you until we are both sure that we are laughing together. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this is done. I'm done talking about it. 
All I ask from your community, with all humility, will you please stop punching down on my people? Thank you very much, and good night. Little Gloria Gaynor, I will survive at the end of the act there. Awesome. Brilliant. Very kind of a emotional ending for a comedy act, to be honest with you. Um, But he still made it funny. It really did feel like a uh, ending. Yeah. Well, again, this is his last special that he knows of. They haven't, uh, you know, signed him for another one. Um, But this is getting uh, obviously a lot of heat from the trans community. Um, Eric even said he's not sure why. I got to be honest, I don't see it either. Uh, It was a great act. It was a great comedy special. It was hilarious. But again, if you're not into a comedy act, why would you go see him? You know what Dave Chappelle talks about. Everyone knows. Now, Eric, I said we'd bring up uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This yep. this special on Rotten Tomatoes has a 43% tomato meter, but a 96, hey. 96% audience score. Okay. Oh, wow. Now, if I go to the critics' reviews, it's only seven. So let's go ahead and read some of these critics' reviews. Uh, the first one says a revolutionary act of defiance. It's a good review. I like that one. Uh, this other one, and again, I'm just reading clips of the reviews, not the full review. Uh, the second one is from Roger Moore of Movie Nation. Not not Roger Moore of 007, but Movie Nation. Uh, it says, he's rich and famous. He reminds us huge, Clifford, big, he adds. He should start acting like it. Not a fan. Not a fan, this guy. Um, again, Jim Shembry of jimshembry.com decided to put one in here. Flashpoint comedy at its finest, a near brilliant free flowing blend of comedy and commentary. If anything, the show is a taunt. It's message clear. Cancel me. I dare you. That's pretty fair. I would say that's a very fair, you know, review right there. Uh, the next one, what is the function of the court jester? Tell the truth. Sure, it makes us laugh too. But the laughter caused by the jester's ridiculous behavior is usually a poisoned apple. Dave Chappelle is a, a good court jester. I think this guy is saying he's kind of not a very good comment, actually. Ernesto Diz Martinez of uh, Cine Vertigo is that who said that. That's a pretty convoluted way to it, it, it it's like a convoluted insult yeah <laughs> but not even like clever anyway uh Chappelle's most incendiary troubling and a unapologetic one yet eh, whatever Marlon Stern of the Daily Beast uh Kevin Fallon once again a uh, Daily Beast once again the comedian's new Netflix special the closer is a panicked defense 
of controversial past jokes. The humor doesn't land. Neither does the justification. Um, kind of inferring that he's that this was like a like an apology tour or something. This act, like an apology act, which I don't feel he was doing. I think he was no. not trying to explain himself. I think he was trying to make fun of the community that that is not understanding the jokes, which they are jokes. Uh, you say the humor didn't land. Exactly. Yeah, listen, this guy says the humor didn't land. I think the audience's um, laughter disagrees with you. Uh, and the last one, uh, Ian Thomas Malone. Chappelle's rampant transphobia doesn't need to be a problem as long as the jokes land, but his obsession with grievances supersedes any pretense of crafting actual humor. You look at the picture of Ian, it would explain the comment. Let's just leave it at that. Um, <clears throat> but so obviously the critics were not happy with it, but the audience, once again, the audience is very happy with it. Um, let's go up here. Let's see some of the uh, ratings. Let's just jump into the audience score again. It was 96%. Uh, let's do a couple of the audience uh, ratings and uh, comments. What do you say? Yeah. All right. One, one of the greatest specials, Rotten Tomato Critics Can Fuck Off. Hilarious. Best stand-up special 2021. It was a fun show. I've always enjoyed his specials and TV show. Outstanding comedy and special. A must-watch. All right. Uh, this might be Dave's best work. The storytelling is hilarious, nuanced, and amazing. Once again, the crowd, the people that matter to him are loving what, what he did. So, but again, there is a small community going after him. And Eric, I just want to kind of touch a little bit on cancel culture before we end this <laughs> show. And obviously the, you know, the, the comedy show is over and this is the last thing I think we're, I need to talk about. I don't know about you. <clears throat> Obviously cancer culture has been a big part for, for longer than we think. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when people do something in the public eye, that's bad. That's what happens. They get, they get canceled. I'm not saying we shouldn't cancel certain people at certain times for certain things, but right. the way we're doing it now uh, you know, he brought up Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was, I don't want to say caught. Kevin no, Hart. Kevin Hart is, listen, you can shit on Kevin Hart all you want. I think the guy's hustle is amazing. The fact that people wanted to use him in every goddamn movie for fucking years and years and years. That's not his fault. That's not. It, it, it's the fault of everyone loving him and agents wanted him. That's that's not Kevin Hart's fault. Good on him for mm -hmm. going out there. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, he, he's right. He wanted to do the Oscars. That was his dream. When he wanted to, they 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 pulled this tweet from like 10, 15 years ago that was part of his comedy act. And it was a joke. It was a joke. I'm telling you, Eric, if we lose our sense of humor with jokes, there's no going back. Yeah. There is absolutely yeah. no going back. Listen... Jimmy Buffett has a little, you know, in one of his songs, he says a little thing that, you know, if if we can't all laugh, we would all go insane. And yeah. 
it's kind of true. It really is. Yes, it's a it's song. It is, absolutely. It is a song lyric, but it's also, it, it rings true in the fact that we've got to take comedy as what it is. Comedy. They're jokes. They are not meant to be taken serious. They are meant, he, this man literally just joked about suicide. No one's complaining about that. Not one person is bitching about it. How many jokes did he make about white people? I don't see the white community going after this man for the white jokes he just made. No. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Because it doesn't matter. But you make a joke about the, as he said, LGBTQLYBTGLMNOP community. And this is, you know, they're trying to cancel him. Once again, I think that the fact Netflix is having his back, that's fucking awesome. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, a, uh, go ahead. It's a sign. Uh, it's I mean, a sign. It's a, how do I put it this way? It's a message that don't take it seriously. It's, it's, it's our show. Mm-hmm. We signed them. We're backing them. They're holding up their end of the contract. Oh yeah. my gosh. How can a company do that? Well, that's what a real fucking company does. A company with balls, a company that is willing to stand behind their talent, their talent, and say, these are jokes. Calm down. We're not fucking canceling him. We're not getting rid of him. I mean, listen, like I said, some people in this world do deserve to be canceled. Listen, y'all want to cancel R. Kelly? I get it. Let's cancel R. Kelly. I agree with that. He did horrible things to children, and that's been proven. Even more today, that's been proven. I get that. But, and and listen, Juicy Smoulier. Oh, we didn't cancel him. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, we didn't cancel Michael Jackson. People have tried to cancel Michael Jackson. Absolutely, people have for that whole special that came out. And you know what? I... I the fact that he's not here to defend himself, I think, is pretty shitty. What that special did, yeah. um, they waited until that came out. But I mean, so many people have been canceled. Listen, I don't care what you say about the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Everyone's trying to cancel him. He's lost millions of dollars because stores won't carry his stuff. Uh, that one I don't agree with. Um, the guy from The Bachelor, okay. huh? What was the story with him? Oh, well, well, I mean, first and foremost, Mike Lindell is a Trump supporter. Okay. And he believes the election was stolen or rigged, one or the other. I, I, let me just say this. Elections have been rigged and stolen since the beginning of elections. (laughs) Since the beginning, since the beginning of elections. Um, whether or not the rigging or whatever you want to call what might have happened in the last election, my, whether it would have made a difference for Trump or not, I really don't give a shit, to be honest with you. We are where we are yeah. now, and I got I, – I, I, we are where we are. I still get up every morning like I did before. I still go to work. I still, that- go, I still come home. I still take care of my family. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Yep. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I don't watch the news anymore, right? Yeah. I don't. I try not to watch the news anymore. I try not to talk about politics on Facebook anymore. It, it just gives me a headache. It's it's awful, and and, and politics on Facebook it's gotten is worse. Awful. It's gotten worse since since the election. It and has. 
It's been with a year. It really has. It, 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 and you know what? I mean, it, you're right. It was bad during the Trump days. It's kind of even worse now. I mean, and let's face it. If you go against anything that the regime, the new regime says, you're going to be canceled. You're going to be kicked off Facebook. You're going to be kicked off Twitter. You're going to be kicked off YouTube. And it, it's, it's, this is not what social. <laughs> YouTube has gotten soft. What was that? I mean, Facebook is the softest of the soft. Mm. Facebook is. I mean, it covers up things. You know, it, it puts that little thing on the thing, and, and it covers up, you know, facts, the, the, the fact checks are half the time bullshit, or half the time they're yeah. splitting hairs. Half the time fact checkers are literally splitting hairs on some things, and it just gets absolutely ridiculous. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I used one wrong word, and now you're fact checking it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. You go to Facebook jail for thirty days for one bad word, and then somebody else uses it, and they don't do it. They don't do anything for them. Yeah. Exactly. Now, and 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 again, I I, I get why some people should be quote unquote canceled. Racism, things like that, absolutely. Yeah. But when it comes to yeah, homophobic. Yes. Homophobic. Yes. Absolutely. Things that are said. Absolutely. But to immediately listen, we got to take everything like situation by situation. Was there hate involved in the comment? Number one, half the time it was just a little, uh, a little slip and they said something, they meant it to be funny and it wasn't. Sometimes that happens was in the moment. Absolutely. But let's be honest here. Cancel culture, unfortunately is going to eventually become a punching game. Okay, you canceled us for this. We're going to cancel you for that. The only person cancel culture ends up hurting is all of us because let's say Eric says something one time. He didn't mean to say it. Oh, Lord, let's cancel Eric because he said something stupid. Maybe he was drinking. Maybe he just said something that he thought was going to be funny, and it didn't. You can be canceled. Everyone if this cancel culture keeps going the way it's going, we are all, every single one of us needs to worry that we one day will be canceled. No matter which side you're yeah. on. I don't care what side. I don't care how you vote. I don't care your beliefs. I don't care your religion. I don't care your race. Everyone should be worried that you. We always. Yep. Everybody slips once in a while. And and it, it's not even slipping. I mean, just, you know, it, it, again, right now, it seems like if you go against anything, I mean, listen, if you question the election, you're gone from Twitter. You're gone from anywhere. Gone. You can't even do it. I mean, that, that's free speech, whether it's crazy talk or not. Hey, are we canceling flat earthers yet? I, I'm, I'm waiting for that one, too. Are, are we canceling flat earthers? Are, isn't that misinformation, according to science? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when are we going after those motherfuckers? Seriously, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I watch videos of them all the time. Mm. I mean, I watch this YouTuber that make fun, that have videos of uh, these crazy people that go after. Mm. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, listen, but, listen. If we start canceling flat earthers, bye bye AJ Styles. He's gone. He's gone. You're not going to see AJ Styles on TV anymore. But all I'm saying is cancel culture, unfor- it, cancel culture, unfortunately, 
if it keeps going the way it's going, everyone is on a slippery slope. You, me, everyone. Again, it doesn't matter what side, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter on, on any beliefs or anything like that. This is everybody needs to worry because you at any moment could be canceled too for anything you say, whether it goes against the, what the regime thinks, whether anything, and it literally, you're not going to be able to think for yourself. Listen, if there's wackadoos out there who think the election was stolen, this and that, that's their right. Wackadoos are allowed. We're allowed to have wackadoos everywhere. Yeah. They're, they're, people are allowed to be kooky. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, God forbid you go against anything, you know, mind fear or Fauci says. You don't take the Fauci out. They're trying to divide us one more time by bringing people that are, by saying the unvaccinated are these evil, evil Trump supporters. Um, hey, Eric, do you know Trump told everyone? Yeah. Do you know Trump told every all the supporters to take the vaccine? He did. <laughs> he said it's a great vaccine and a safe vaccine. I'm still not taking it. And people are still not taking it. No, I'm still not taking it. I'm sorry. I won't. I'm not going to do it because, oh, well, Trump said it was fine. I don't give a shit. Oh, well, Biden said it was fine, too. I don't give a shit. I'm afraid of fucking needles, goddammit. Leave me alone. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I'm afraid of shots. My God, I'm scared to death. Don't make me do it. Um, but, I mean, it, 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 it's got nothing to do with it. But if you, you know, you... You can't go against you. You got to get the Fauci ouchie. Uh, Eric, are you by any chance vaccinated? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Awesome. I have to be because I have medical, Correct. medical conditions. So. Correct. Correct. You are probably at risk and needed to be. I completely. Hey, I understand, man. I, I don't care. It doesn't yeah. bother me if you are or aren't. Smart is too. Smart's actually vaccinated too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's had his third one, but I know he's had the two. Now, yeah, you, I haven't had the third one yet. You haven't gone for the third waiting, one yet? We're waiting for it, yeah. All right. You, you, you're waiting for your doctor to get it? Yeah, because we had um, Moderna. So. Oh, okay. So you're doing I the, think it was just approved. You're doing the Moderna one? Okay. All right. So, yeah, you're, you will, you'll eventually need one more. And they're, they're, they're saying maybe every six months you might need to go get another one. I can't do that, dude. I, I, I can't do that. Listen, man, when I go to the fucking dentist, I worry myself like anxious for a week. I just don't like, I can't do it. My stomach is killing me. They say I need to get one of those uh, endo yeah, with the camera down my throat. I, I can handle the pain. <laughs> I, can, I, I can handle the pain. I think I have an ulcer. I can handle the pain. I really don't want to do it. I'm afraid to do it. I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm a, the dentist thing? Yeah. No, the endoscopy where they put a camera down my throat to look into my stomach. The oh. uh, upper GI, I think they call it. I'm, wow. af I'm afraid to do that shit, dude. I, I, it's got nothing to do with political or this or that. I'm afraid. But. As I was going back to you before, Eric, and as we were talking about a minute ago, cancel culture is going to end up eventually taking all of us and picking us off one by one. One by one. And it won't matter what side you're on. It won't matter what, what you believe. It won't matter who you voted for. It's just going to matter what you say. And if someone, anyone, takes it the wrong way, 
Now, the fact that we can't show emotion, I know we have emojis, Eric, but we can't show if we're joking on Twitter, on social media. You just can't, even if you put a laugh emoji after it, people sometimes still think you're being harmful to others. Yeah, I always do that, and people think I'm serious. Exactly. So that's one reason it's hard. And again, it's you, you offend one person the wrong way, and they're powerful enough we could all be canceled any, any time, any day. So, um, I don't know, man, you, uh, I, I thought that was a great special. Once again, I think Dave Chappelle is oh, yeah. absolutely brilliant as a comic and I'm kind of glad we did it this way. I'm kind of glad we didn't watch it before. I, I think it might've ruined it. And, um, I'm glad we got to yeah. laugh, to, to laugh along with it for the first time. Like we did, but, um, I, I got mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, we got, we got to get our thoughts out live and mm-hmm. as it was playing. Yeah, I thought it was a good... Instead a good... of thinking about it and then... Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a good one to get a live reaction off of. Well, again, with all the controversy going on with it. But, um, man, I, I got nothing else. What about you? No, I, I, I said what I wanted to say. Um, I think we need to lighten up Mm. Out there, especially on Facebook, everything, especially wrestling fans, yeah, uh, <laughs> might get back into this on Wednesday because it's not a wrestling show. But you know how it is with wrestling fans; they take everything seriously, especially oh, the ratings. I feel like, yeah, exactly. But it, it's fans of everything. I feel like they care about the ratings more than the actual wrestling show. But we can talk about that on Wednesday. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? I mean, we can talk about it for just a minute here. I mean, really, it's yeah, it, it, it's fans of everything. Just sometimes can be too passionate about everything, and you know, you know, oh, I'm not a big Law and Order SVU fan. Oh, fuck you, dying a fire. Oh, <laughs> dude, calm down. I love Law and Order SVU, but I mean, I, you know, yeah. it's just. You know, it, you can't say anything about anything. All fans right now are toxic, and I hate to say it, it's because social media yeah. is toxic. Yeah, this, it wasn't like this when I was growing, when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, we're all regulated by it. So, anyway, I think we can go ahead and wrap up on that, Eric. I greatly appreciate you coming on by, and uh, go ahead and uh, one more time, tell them where they can find you, and then I'll wrap up with plugs, and we'll go on and get out of here. You can, you can find us on every, um, blackoutradio.com. That's everything unscripted podcast. Um, we're on every major pro, uh, podcast platform. Remember, next week, next Friday, is our big special. If, um, what was it, Pop? What did I say? 20. Rob Price. Yes. Rob Price, Bob Cook, Joe Eaton, and Mike Gordon. Mm. I said that right. Yes. And um, they'll be on. As as far as I know, right now, as of right now, they'll be on. Mm-hmm. So, um, right price. It depends on his uh, cell phone service and stuff. <laughs> he lives in Louisiana, so after the hurricane and stuff. So right. Um, and you'll be on. And then our regular guys, Doug, Daniel, possibly Daniel, and then. Steven and Clinton pulled me on, possibly. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then every Saturday is on 
our unlimited show, and then every Saturday, Sunday, it's the un, it's the Scaredy Cat show with Mindy and um, Daniel, and then every Tuesday or Wednesday, it's NFL Hard Hits. There you go. Yeah, we do more shows that week. All right. You guys are busy. Busy, busy gentlemen over there doing shows. And also busy. That's right. Every Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time is the High Marks. Cheese Man Mojo and G-Wiz. Check them out. Mixler.com slash Metal Network. That's right. I ain't stuttering. There are two T's in Mixler.com slash Metal Network. That's right. Two T's. And, of course, you got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They're the Inhumans. They're on the Inhuman Experience. You can get them on all the usual podcast platforms. Get your ass over there and subscribe. Because when they come back, you will want to be subscribed. And we got Steve Milan out there sharing the show. It's greatly appreciated. He's over there reviewing films over there on Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. Don't forget to put two L's in that last name, Milan. And, of course, you got me and Smark. And Eric's been joining us over there on the Dirt Sheet Dudes right here. Mixler.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. And do not forget, next week I will have my own Mixler. I've already got it. It's ready to go. Mixler.com slash Hollywood Hangout for this show starting next week. So it's going to be a whole new Mixler, whole new chat room, everything. So hopefully everybody comes on over. On that note, Eric, appreciate you joining me. Had a great time, great special for yeah, uh, Dave, Dave Chappelle's The Closer. Do you know what you're doing next week? No, no clue yet. Not a clue. Uh, we'll, uh, uh. I'll think about it. <laughs> I, I, I usually figure it out like Thursday afternoon. For some reason, it pops in my head like Thursday afternoon or Wednesday night. So I don't know. We'll see what we're doing, and uh, we'll see what's going on. But uh, on that note, once again, thank you, Eric, for joining me tonight. Everyone else, appreciate it. Thank you. Later.